every time we're talking about being in awe of God, you can't manufacture it. It has to be guided by knowledge. So feelings have to be guided by knowledge. <laughs> I'm such a dork. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of Kettery Connect, the weekly podcast and videocast where Pastor Andrea and I get together after the message of the weekend, look at the scriptures, talk about it a little bit, and try to apply it to our life uh, at a deep and, and relevant level. So um, thank you again for joining us again as a podcast and videocast. And as always, I am joined by our amazing new lead pastor, Pastor Andrea Jacobsons. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here via Zoom. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. And this is uh, Pastor Jason, who is also incredible. We have a really amazing team. <laughs> But we are today we talking about Luke chapter 1, which is what the sermon was about. And I guess we're not going to read the whole thing because there's it's kind of long, but maybe there are certain parts that we need to, that we could just be reminded of. Yeah, well, and you started the the series, right? So we started a brand new series called Live Wonder and mm -hmm. uh, starting Luke 1, which is kind of the, you know, it's the beginning of the Christmas season and, and, and all of that. So it makes complete sense. Uh, but essentially... You know, Luke 1, if you could kind of boil it down, Andrea, like this whole chapter, essentially, like what's it really about? If you could kind of summarize. So, I mean, the, the part that I talked about, the part that it that you can really see, and I'm sure there is different aspects of it that you could really focus on. But what I focused on is just living in wonder and the fact that Mary responds with, instead of just thinking through, you know, thinking about and just listing out all of the things that are going to be happening in the future and dreading of, you know, what this is, these are all my problems. She responds in awe of God. And then she just kind of speaks this song of yeah, yeah. just amazement of who God is. Um, yeah, so right. so that's really kind of what I see. And then I also talked about the fact that um, it's the the impossible and the possible that, you know, that is brought out by the angel. And I've always been fascinated by the angel saying this, the fact that he says, right. for God, you know, there is nothing that's impossible. And so it's it, every time I read this, it's like I'm drawn to it. It's like a magnet to me <laughs> so that I just like, you know, go straight to that because I notice it right away because it's just so great for me to to remember that God is mighty that he can right. do everything, um, the impossible. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that too. And it seemed, you know, the, the virgin birth and, and Mary, you know, conceiving and, and or having this child. And and I, I love her response because her response uh, in verse 34, so, she, so Gabriel shows up, right? According to Luke, um, Gabriel has this conversation with her and she hears that she's to have this child. But Mary's response in verse 34 is, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. So I love this because... She doubts, right? Like she's mm -hmm. not really sure. Like, I, are you sure about this? Which yes. I love that because I doubt too. Because for us, sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? In our logical understanding. Yes. But then, right, one of the meta narratives of scripture is how, well, well, yeah, with man, it is impossible, but not with God, right? For everything mm -hmm. is possible with God. And, and sometimes it's hard for us because it doesn't make sense. But I think sometimes we need to remind ourselves that it doesn't have to make sense for us because we're talking about the God who made 
sense. Yeah, that's such a good point. um, That's exactly right. Because sometimes we we want to have everything make logical sense and just fit in perfectly exactly into our world, into our bubble of, you know, this is like how things are supposed to work. And then when it doesn't, it's just, it's crazy. And so we have a hard time trusting that God can do the impossible. But he can't. Right. <laughs> right. That is no, who he absolutely. is. <laughs> but he yeah, also. So she... No, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, this is going to be like. Have you seen that video? There's this video out that's about Zoom, about how like people like, like interrupt each other and then they stop. And then there is a. It's like this. Um, there's like this ding of a person coming on and then like a dog barking, uh, barking in the background. <laughs> Every time I, I watch that, I'm just like, that is so real. Like, that's exactly what happens. So true. <laughs> right. Um, no, I think I read an article or somewhere where it said the quote of 2020 is you're muted. Oh, like, yes. Yep, absolutely. That's so true. <laughs> anyway, yes. Even in our staff go meetings. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, every day. Yes. I, I feel like I repeat that line. Uh, you're muted. But oh, that's awesome. Anyway. Okay, so anyways, I don't know if I remember what I was going to say, um, but I was going to say something about um, something we were, we were talking about right before we started this about the fact that it's all about a risk. So when you respond yeah. to God, you are taking a risk. And that is what she's doing over here because she says, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And it's right. really, she's saying, okay, let your will be done. But it is a risk because she doesn't see the future. And that's why she, you know, knows because she chooses to focus, as, to focus on who God is. And so she knows that her future is possible. That's kind of what, um, where I was going with, with it. But at the same time, she is always, she is taking a risk. Right. And we talk about this often as far as, you know, our almost daily conversations about when should we open and what what's it going to look like? And, yeah. and it's a risk, like, absolutely. But, you know, oftentimes, you know, I talk to parents and about, you know, mission trips or really anything we're going to do, you know, and, and I am a parent, right? So I understand. But oftentimes I get asked the question, well, you know, is it safe, right? It's kind of risky. And it's like, yeah, you're right. However, I, I think in life, there's no such thing as risk versus no risk. No, there's always a risk, right? It's risk versus yes. risk. So we just kind of have to, you know, balance and, and weigh the mm-hmm. risks. Uh, but what I think is interesting about what you just said as well is it, it seems like Mary has a choice, right? This isn't like a dictation. That's this right. will happen. It's almost implied that Mary could have said no. Yeah, that's right. That is, yeah, that, and that is such an interesting point. Because it it is it is um, God is always giving us a choice, um, yeah. and it's it's just amazing to me because it is something that big and yet yeah she does and the, um, she she says yes to something that is huge and that she cannot really see into the future of what it will all mean, and that's right and and you see that you know it doesn't fix everything clearly because they still are poor continue being poor they also. Um, have to work all of them. And then she sees Jesus being crucified. So she has just a ton that happens throughout her life because of the fact that she had said yes. And sometimes we get the idea that because we say yes to God, it is supposed to fix everything. And now everything is going to be smooth sailing and we're going to have this great life. And yeah, that's because that's what we want. That's what we will have one day in heaven. But here on earth, right. that is not reality. Well, yeah. And one, one thing we were talking about earlier is 
when we choose, right, when we say, you know, I have decided I'm going to walk with Jesus, yes, the, the heavens celebrate and, and mm-hmm. are very excited. However, the evil one and the rulers of darkness also notice, right? That's and right. so a lot of times when I'm talking with students about, you know, well, I gave my life to Jesus, but I still have problems. Yeah, yeah of course you do. Uh, because you just told the evil one and the rulers of darkness, you are their enemy. That's right. right? You have lined up. I am on Jesus' side, which mm-hmm. means you and I are at odds. And so, yeah, of course we have crosshairs on our back. Um, we are targeted. Yeah, um, but, yeah Satan is always you know, trying to get to us and he doesn't like it. Right. And so he's going to do maximum to to try to... Uh, keep getting at us and throwing things in in our way. And sometimes oh, absolutely. we do, we forget it. We think that, okay, this is just life, but it isn't. Everything good comes from God and um, evil is from Satan. And that is how it has been. And he mm-hmm. will continue to well, make I, that happen. I think a lot of times we think, you know, absolutely. I think a lot of times we think, well, it's because, you know, Satan really cares about me. And, and I often tell students and people in small group, honestly, Satan does not care no. about us. He, he really doesn't. He cares about one thing and that's hurting God. And ultimately the way to hurt someone. Yeah, sure. You can directly attack them, but the way to really hurt someone is to attack those that person loves, right? I mean, yeah. you could hit me if you want, and, you know, it'll, it'll hurt. But if you really want to hurt, you know, hurt Jason, no, you would, you wouldn't hit me. You would hit my children. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So yes, absolutely. For sure. So one thing I think is also interesting. So, and you talked about it in your message. So Mary then has like this, this response to this whole thing. And yes, it is poetry, but as we were talking earlier, it's extremely likely within that culture that for Mary, this would have been a song, right? She would have Mm -hmm. responded through music, uh, which I think is really cool because like, I don't know about for you, but like for me, music is a really big part of my life. And, you know, when I go back and think about growing up, I, you know, I'm not sure about your teenage years, my teenage years were pretty awful, but I can go back and think of specific songs or albums or bands or artists that kind of got me through, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like different periods of my life. And even now when I go back and listen to it, I kind of automatically go back to those moments and that experience of how God, you know, got me through, right? Because music has that, that ability sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Music is, is really powerful. I mean, you know, and just like being, think, talking about living in awe or, or being in awe of God, uh, the moments that I've experienced that, I mean, I've experienced it in different times, but definitely through songs. If I'm singing mm-hmm. certain songs, like I just automatically through the song and the words just like end up realizing, wow, I am in awe of God. And this is who God mm-hmm. is. And as I'm singing it, the more and more I just kind of, like get this 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 feeling of just being in awe of who God is. So the the song it makes sense that she is doing it in right. a song um, as she right. And I think was it last week or was it another conversation I was having recently where we were talking about? Oh, I know it was with the the young adults with uh, a Bible study that we had on Friday night where we we're going through the sayings of Jesus and and while he's on the cross and while he's on the cross he actually quotes a lot of psalms, but it's actually likely they don't quote 
psalms. They sing them. So Jesus on the cross right, would have been singing uh, some of this stuff, which is really, really beautiful, which also, you know, kind of, in- of interesting when we talk about church and uh, a lot of times we talk about music styles and, uh, well, do you like this style or that style? And we have this debate about this or that. But ultimately, to me, it seems like Music is a language, right? If worship is a space for us to connect with God, we yeah. hear from God and, and then we communicate back to Him. Well, we, we have this, this communication through music, which ultimately means, yeah, sure, you could say it's a style or a preference, but I actually think, no, it's a language. And, mm-hmm. and for us, we get, to, you know, within corporate worship, we get to create space for people to be able to connect with God in their language. So mm-hmm. I think it's good that we have multiple different languages, right? They hear at Kettering. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And and it is important because of the fact that we have all grown up in different places. We have all heard different things. And so there is different ways that we each respond. I mean, there are certain hymns, like I'm not really, I don't know all of the hymns because I grew up in the Czech Republic. And so we sang some of the different hymns, but there are certain hymns that when people start singing them, in like smaller groups that just automatically, I'm just like, oh, this is just so amazing because that is what we sang in our little church when I was a little girl. You know, I mean, this is like the kind of stuff that that I heard. And so every time I hear that song, it will just bring me back to those memories of being a little girl and everybody just wanting to, and, and loving to sing a song. Um, or when I was colporting, at the end of the colporting program, there was a song that we sang and then we just like sang all the time. And at the end of that, every time I now hear that song, I always think of that, of the experience that we had together, the, the tough things of people slamming doors in your face, but yet God getting you through and seeing God at work. Right? So every time I hear that song, that is what it brings me to. So there's just so many right. things that songs can do in our lives. And they can be right. of different nope. different Absolutely. genre. doesn't yeah. have to and be all the totally same. that's totally okay. Yeah, yeah that's the language. Um, yeah, it's good. So let's talk about one question, at least, that uh, was emailed in after the, the teaching of the, of the weekend. Um, and so here's the question. So you talked about awe. We kind of referred to that, you know, living, you know, the the series is called Live Wonder. So we live a life on the day to day of wonder of who God is. Yeah. So the question is, it kind of is in connection to that. How can we experience awe rather than just manufacturing false awe? How do we enter into worship with wonder? Yeah, that's such an important question because you could. It could just be all about feelings, and the feelings right. then aren't really based on anything. And and that's why sometimes people talk about like the hype of music and and just like you know getting into some kind of the mindset or feelings when really they are based on nothing, right? It's just like the feeling of of being in in the moment. Um, so every time we're talking about being in awe of God, you can't manufacture it if you're it has to be based on who God is. It has to be based on, like, it has to be guided by knowledge. So feelings have to be guided by knowledge. Otherwise, it just becomes this empty thing that I feel, some kind of euphoria that really isn't based on anything. So it has to be based Mm -hmm. on the knowledge, and the knowledge is of who God is. And this is what she's showing in this, because she's talking about the fact that He's mighty, holy, and merciful, And then she's bringing out the things that he has done in history, in the past of who he is. So this is about dwelling on who God is, 
thinking about mm-hmm. who he is. And the more I get to know him, the more in awe of him I am because of the things that he has done for me, um, because of the things that mm-hmm. he's doing in this world and that he continues to do. So it is based on that knowledge of of the the truth that's found in scripture and not just some random thing. You know, so yes, you could fall into like false awe of just feelings, but that is not what this is. This is talking about real awe being based on who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to ask you in a second, but I'll give you a moment to think about it. So like in your life, like where or when can you recall when you have experienced awe? Uh, and so as, as I was listening to the message and just kind of thinking about this whole concept of living wonder, um, I, I think about four specific things to mention quickly. Uh, one, uh, man, it was like 16 years ago. I'm getting old. But uh, when, when Andrea and I got married and we went on our honeymoon, we went down to Mexico and we were scuba diving in Mexico. We had our license. And anyway, we're scuba diving down there and we're taking this, this tour. And I don't, honestly, I don't remember the depth, but I do remember like it was so deep. I remember looking up at the surface, seeing the surface and thinking, if something goes wrong right now, I'm not going to make it, right? I mean, it's pretty far (laughs) up there. So, you know, Jesus and I, we're good, right? We're good. Uh, Right. But he was, this tour guide was guiding us on the scuba tour. uh, But eventually he kind of took us to this shelf where, you know, you're going along at a certain depth and it's deep, but, you know, you can still see the bottom and see the stuff around you. But eventually there's a spot where it just, like the bottom of the ocean just kind of plummeted off right and and you you know we would just look out and he said you know do not go out there right it's kind of like the that movie finding nemo like it was a little bit like that but but you kind of stay there and you just look out into this huge deep dark almost black abyss um and it's just like i am in awe this is so big right compared to me um and you know something and that's you know that's a natural thing for me um i love germany my wife is german and we've been there to visit her family and stuff but in in cologne germany there's it's called the cologne cathedral or the cologne dome but it is a gorgeous piece of art and you know you can tour Mm. the thing and you can go my, my favorite part about the cologne dome is you can go up to the top of the spires and, you know, I, I forget how old it is, but it's like ancient, ancient old. And way at the very top of the spires, like even on the roof, like in the very back of the roof, like the craftsmanship and the detail mm. and the artwork into the, like, it's just so gorgeous and powerful. And, and so for me, like, you know, experiencing awe is just being in this moment where you give it time and space and you reflect, this is so much bigger than than me, yeah. right? And what I have going on. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, what does it mean to live wonder? I, I just, for me, it's like, okay, we walk and we live life, but being intentional about recognizing space and, and time of, of what is God doing? Where is he, you know, what's he doing in my life and all around me? And that is just so big and powerful and beautiful. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I mean, it's just those things are also gifts, right? So if you, you're talking about um, somebody being so creative and artsy to create something like that, like that is incredible because those are gifts that God gave those people. Like every time I think right. of that, is it's just amazing to me. Um, so in my, I mean, there are several times that I could think of, and there's probably two that stand out the most in my life. One of them is 
during an anointing that we had from my sister, but I'm probably going to tell that story another time. But as you were talking about this, I thought of another time. And that was when I was on Mount Sinai. So mm. just walking where Moses walked, right? So the whole time I'm thinking, wow, you know, Moses could have like stepped right here, right where I'm like putting <laughs> yeah. my foot. I'm going to touch it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to touch it, yeah. right? Um, and then yeah. just thinking that like, because they think that as you're going up where maybe even the burning bush was, so they'll take you to the spot. I mean, I don't know, obviously for sure, but it's just speculations. But just even thinking of the fact that like, this is where you are, mm -hmm. where God was, because God's presence was on this mountain because he comes down to talk to to the people of Israel. And just thinking of that the whole time, I was in awe. And then when I stood all the way on top, looking looking out into um, just the area of, you know, what's below, that's when I just was like, wow, God is amazing. And especially that mm -hmm. he was here, like his presence was right here on this mountain. That was just so powerful. Um, I will never forget that, just that that moment of of being in awe of who God is and what He has done. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. I have not been there. One day, it's on my bucket list. One yes. day, I want to. I want to go. We need there. to do it um, as a staff. Maybe we should <laughs> take the staff. Tour. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Let's take the staff. Just saying. <laughs> And, and we can bring good. church people too. Uh, yeah. But the other thing is, yeah, like, and anytime you summit like a mountain, I know back in California, Andrew and I used to, well, back when we had lives and before children, uh, right? We used to <laughs> yeah, go climbing and, and go on serious hikes. And yeah, anytime you're at an elevation, it's just like, man, God is so yes. big. And so to me, especially during this Christmas season, that super big God, right, who speaks the, gal you know, speaks galaxies into existence according yeah. to the scriptures, is now in us, right? Emmanuel, yeah, God with us. Right. That same God is with He's us. With us. That's right. That is a sense of wonder, right? While yeah. we're at work, while we're in our stupid car, sitting in traffic, when we're in Zoom meetings, you know, just during the regular grind of life, that super big God is still yeah, right, right here. Us, right. Yeah, and that's, that's right. That's the gift of Christmas. And that I think is, is yeah. a, kind of a recognition, a lens through which to live wonder. That's right. And that's why um, one of the things that I had said towards the end of the sermon was that living in awe of who God is actually keeps us from worrying about the future and worrying about even now. Because even for me, right. I mean, when I get caught up with just worrying about all these things that, that are going on and what does my future look like, those types of things, um, I know that really the the fix to that is I need to go to scripture. I need to spend time with God. I need to think about who he is instead and what he can do for mm -hmm. me. And I will write it in mm -hmm. my journal and, you know, and just like talk about this is who you are and you can do the impossible. And so I'm going to trust in you and trust in who you are. And that always just picks me up. And then I'm just like, all right, I'm ready to face the world, you know? Yeah, so instead yeah, of just sure. like being in the just dumps and, and being down, I'm ready when I know that God is with me. He is the Emmanuel who's with me and I can just trust in him and keep going forward. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, okay, well, let's pray. Yeah. Um, we'll wrap it up. And then this week, so uh, you're not speaking this week. I'm not speaking this week. Uh, we have, uh, actually, for the next two weeks, we have two church members, which is going to be awesome. Yes. Um, you want Corey and then them real quick? Corey Wetterlin is going to be this one, doing yep. this one. And then Clive Wilson, it will be doing the one after that. So, yes, we're, I'm excited to hear them. It'll yeah. be wonderful. No, it's going to be good. 
Um, all right. So, yeah, will you pray for us? Yes, and then, let's yeah, do it. We'll be done. Lord God, I just want to thank you for who you are, because you are a big God that we can trust in. Help us to hold on to that and to keep thinking about who you are and one of the things that you have done, because you are still mighty, you are still holy, and you are still merciful, and will never be anything else. You will continue to be all those things in our lives. Help us to trust that you have a future for every single one of us, that you hold us in your hands, and that all we need to do is just keep remembering that you are the God who can do the impossible and help us to, to specifically focus on living in awe this Christmas season and to keep just in mind who you are constantly every single day. I just put us all into your hands, and I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much Thank for joining you, everyone. us. And, we'll and we'll see, see you next, next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Again. <laughs> okay, so okay. Uh, now I have to stop the recording. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, yes, I think I stopped ma'am. it. Now I have to go to the... Okay, I'm stopping it. Oh, no, I think we I think we have to log... I think... I'm sorry. I think I just confused myself. I think I have to end the meeting, and then it processes, and then you save it. I think that's what happened.